0: Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program the B2B Incubator. It's built for small in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand generals, content leads, and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategy that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the B2B Playbook podcast. Each week we discuss strategies and tactics to help B2B businesses grow
1: online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to.
0: The B2B world has
1: changed and
0: you need to put your customers at the heart of your marketing.
1: We'll cover how you can use our framework, the five B's, to create a brand that customers are ready to buy from, love and advocate for.
0: We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep
1: you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, Successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.
0: Welcome back to the B2B Playbook. Kevin, episode number 34. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, we're, we're taking along nicely. Very exciting. That's about as excited as I would expect you to be.
0: Um, you look a little more excited than you sound. <laughs> what happened? Was it another weekend of chores? <laughs> Actually, no, you look cheery.
1: You look cheery. What,
0: what happened this weekend?
1: Uh, It was mostly a weekend of chores, actually, but it did start well. The soccer season is back on here in Sydney, Australia, and we've had our first game of the season and we won, so that always sets the weekend into the right tone. Beautiful, beautiful. Any goals to report? No goals, just another open goal that I missed Uh, (laughs) for, for our listeners who don't know me, I'm a pretty ineffectual striker you know, <laughs> preferring to play on the wings so all for fitness really all for fitness not for the goals glory
0: <laughs> well you're kicking goals in the podcast let's hope Kevin
1: yeah yeah we are we are that's it so did you miss me
0: I've been MIA a little bit the last uh, three four days Kevin did you miss me
1: you have been MIA I don't know about miss but uh <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. I've missed you, George. its uh, I mean, it was the weekend, so I like to leave you to your own devices on the weekends, even though it's usually on LinkedIn and your device is your phone, but uh, <laughs> it's good, to, good to have you back. And how was Tasmania? Uh, wonderful trip. Yeah, very well organized by my
0: partner. So I really didn't know what I was doing until you get there. And I'll tell you what, it's so lovely for everything to just kind of be a surprise. And You rock up and you're like, what are we doing yeah. next? And, um, it was a real surprise and delight every day. Uh, we stayed in this beautiful place called the bird's nest, which is this like romantic Airbnb perched at the top of the hills in Launceston in Tassie and Mm -hmm. had a gorgeous outlook. It was clearly like architecturally designed, um, to be like photographed for Instagram and that kind of thing. And I'll tell you what, Kevin, I would love for this architect who designed it to go and stay there with their partner. And I'll tell you why.
1: Why is that, George?
0: Well, okay. So it was kind of like a a loft design sort of standalone unit and the upstairs had the bed, but also a bathroom. But the bathroom, normally where you would have the mirror behind the sink, had like a big open space and then like looked directly out to the view, but then also down into the living room. So that meant that if you were going to be using the toilet, there was no safe space, Kevin there was not one safe space <laughs> and 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 this was our first trip away together as a couple as well so that put forth some very awkward uh, awkward conversations and challenges for both of us as you can imagine
1: yeah one of you will have to go for a quick walk uh, every now and then <laughs> no that's not that doesn't sound ideal that doesn't not sound not ideal, not ideal. Um, sometimes these architecturally designed places you know they really need to consider practical everyday use too there's a fine balance there.
0: Yeah, that couldn't have been less practical. But anyway, Kevin, um, speaking of practicality, we're at the practical end of the season. This season, we've been discussing Be Helpful. And Be Helpful is the second B's of our five B's framework. And as we know, our five B's framework is our framework for sustainable B2B growth online, or what many call demand generation. And since we got to the end of the Be Helpful season, we've been taking, um, we've decided now just the next couple of episodes, that we're going to spend analyzing helpful content that other companies out there are creating. And we're going to apply our principles um, that we've discussed and shown our listeners how to apply to their own business to this helpful content. Last week, we discussed a very helpful piece of advertising that Employment Hero put out there, and we gave our two cents on that, what we liked, what we didn't like. And today, we're going to be doing the same. We're going to be doing it for an advertisement that is run by Chili Piper. And Chili Piper, we give them a lot of press, we talk about them a lot, and they do a lot of things right. And today, they have an ad that we want to put through the ringer. I might start, Kev, by just giving us a bit of a visual as to what this advertisement looks like so our listeners can picture it in their head. So, once again, this is a LinkedIn ad. And I should note again, Kevin, that Chili Piper is a SaaS business and their platform is a lead booking and routing software. So, it helps you, well, it helps people book appointments um, on your website and then routes that to the correct salesperson. They are at the moment the gold standard for demand generation programs and helpful content. And the image ad that they've run on LinkedIn is exactly that, it's an image ad. And it runs to a case study on the Chili Piper website. The image itself in the ad uh, on the right hand side contains a very smiling face uh, of someone who has used Chili Piper software. And on the left side in, in bold text it says, how directives new and improved process increased conversions. So it's a simple image of someone smiling. And then we have that text on the left. Directive is the company that used Chili Piper software. And then Kev, I might just also share quickly the text above it too, because there's a really key piece of information that goes along with the ad. The text reads, thank you for submitting the form someone will get back to you in 24 to 48 hours." That's in quotation marks. Then afterwards it reads, those words are like nails on a chalkboard for prospects submitting demo requests. And 78% of consumers will never speak to that company again. Before Chili Piper, this is exactly what Directive's request a proposal page looked like. The conversion rate was sitting at 15%. After Chili Piper, They've seen a 53% increase in booking rates. Read all about it here. And you can click on the ad and it takes you to a landing page which has a much more in-depth case study. Listeners, I'm going to link to the ad itself so you can see what it looks like on the b2bplaybook.com on the post that has this podcast on it. And I'll also do it from my own LinkedIn profile, which is, of course, George Kudinaris. So let's dig into it, Kevin. Let's dig into what we like about this ad first up.
1: What about you, Kev? Yeah, I think the first point to make is there again seems to be a clear understanding or deep understanding of the customer and basically their main pain points. They even leave with a pain point as a quote right at the beginning of the text of the ad, the first two lines that you see before you even click down to see more. And again, that quote was, thank you for submitting the form. Someone will get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. So that's a pain point that everyone in that B2B SaaS space has. And definitely the customers have. It reminds you that this is an issue for the customer and for your own business as well, if this ad is relevant to you. And it's pretty crazy george that in the b2b world that's how long it takes to hear back from someone 24 to 48 hours you know if you were buying a pair of shoes online or something like that and you don't get a confirmation email back within 24 to 48 hours yeah you'd be feeling uh, pretty anxious about that order um so it's um it's pretty surprising we're still sort of in that space in the b2b world um if someone had you know serious intent to buy or want to watch a product demo why would they want to wait that full two days? They want that right away. They want some sort of response right away. People are definitely moving to have those sort of B2C expectations in the B2B world. Um, so this is obviously a pain point, which um, Chili Piper, knowing their audience well, is calling out front and center in their ad. So yeah, really like that as a clear demonstration of um, their understanding of their customer and the pain points. That first line is often really uh, overlooked in terms of how much
0: value it can bring, I think, Kevin, in these image ads, because that's, the, I think it's the first and the second line, which is what people see before they have to hit see more when it comes to an image ad. And that's a great hook, isn't it? Like that is such a big pain point and it's relatable for you. And then you think, oh, well, if, if I'm having this feeling, imagine what my customer's feeling. So exactly to your point, Kevin, that um, it's a fantastic way of engaging someone and really, really hitting that pain point, especially that 24 to 48 hours. I really like that. I think that's great. And then we will dive into it a little bit more, but the the next line below it, it says, those words are like nails on a chalkboard for prospects submitting demo requests to me, that really like, twists the knife in the, ta- in the pain point. Like, that is really agitating it because you're starting to feel, you can feel that, that horrible feeling you get when someone scratches their nails on a blackboard and you know that's the pain. That's the pain that you and your customers feel when you're like, I just want to talk to someone now. I've set aside time to look at this now. Why can't I talk to someone now? And instead, we have to wait 24 to 48 hours.
1: Yeah, uh, as you're saying that, you know, the the pain is coming through to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we won't punish our listeners anymore by saying that quote again. Um, But no, it's a fair point. It definitely drives home the pain point for the customers that they're trying to reach. And obviously for the customers of those customers of Chili Piper. I think also Kevin,
0: the the bold text about how it's saying there's a new and improved process that increases conversions. Now that is something that us as business owners are always looking for. So again, that is a pain point that we have and they're calling that out in their text and that is intriguing us to click. The next point I'd like to make Kevin is, it's obviously targeting the right people with an offer that is appealing. I'm the founder of a business, you are too. Uh, we have get the B two B playbook here, and this is something that interests us. So whatever their targeting is, whether it's because I've visited their website and they're retargeting us, or if they're targeting us in an acquisition program based on businesses, you know, with employees of X number who are interested in whatever it is, whatever category it is that we're falling into, they've got their targeting right, which is great because I'm interested in this, and I'd be interested in this product.
1: Yeah, I think that also leads into this idea that it's the right content for the stage of awareness. So again, um, understanding and targeting the right like right people, but also at the right awareness stage. So really quick, again, the five stages of awareness, unaware, problem aware, solution aware, product aware, most aware. George, you and I are probably at product or most aware when it comes to pushing leads through and this idea of generating leads and booking you know, conversations. I mean, obviously we're not selling a product um, or a service in a similar sort of way, but we're definitely very deep in the space. Um, Whether that's SaaS or B2B um, demand generation, um, we're definitely product or most aware. And as such, case studies are a great format right here. You know, we know we have a problem and, you know, you wanna book in more meetings, uh, you wanna have more meetings booked and converted. You know the solution. Um, it probably has something to do with better lead um, routing and streamlining that booking process or booking form process. And I want proof that it's going to work for me. So it's going to have an impact on my bottom line if I make that investment with Chili Piper. And the case study is about a relatable business that has improved their booking rates by 53%. Presumably, it's a relatable business. For all intents and purposes, there's nothing to indicate otherwise. There's a happy, smiling guy that kind of looks like you, George. If you had glasses, um, crazy hair like me. And uh, um, no, jokes aside, um, you know, it's it's definitely hitting home with with a pain point, and then following on with um, a clear indicator that it resolves. Um, that conversion rate issue that people in our position might have when it comes to booking in meetings or demos. So yeah, case studies are very important at this stage and it's a very good use of one that calls out the main points they wanna get across in a case study. And I think importantly with case studies, just generally at this stage of awareness, it is important to show that your peers are using it and getting similar results or results that you desire. So again, it goes into building trust and confidence that they're the product that will not let us down and they have that product that we will have a tangible outcome from. If you backtrack a little bit, remember that if, someone, if you wanna convince someone in that B2B process of demand generation to take a leap, to take a gamble and try out your product, we can't look stupid in front of our bosses. I mean, we're our own bosses here, George, on the podcast. But uh, if we did have a boss, we will need to prove that it works. And I mean, we can hold each other accountable as well. So. Um, we can't look like idiots in front of each other. Um, Well, we do, that that doesn't really matter. But um, generally speaking, we would try not to look like idiots in front of each other. So having that proof point of 53%, again, uh, that just builds a little bit of confidence uh, and trust that potentially Chili Piper is the right product or service for us. So again, Case study is very powerful, but it's important to call out the right points in a case study for this stage of awareness, which is product or most aware.
0: All right, folks, quick breather here. In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, It's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site, tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's basically like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found out about Leadfeeder through the B2B Playbook podcast, that's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out, back to the show. Kev, I never want to look stupid in front of you. It just happens naturally. Uh, but I'm always <laughs> trying to do my best not to. It, ju- it just happens. To your point, case studies are just super, super important at this stage of awareness, we don't want to look stupid in front of our peers. And I don't care if some Fortune 500 company is using this product and that's the case study. We're not a Fortune 500 company. I want to see a case study from a company that is relatable to me,
1: hmm. that
0: I, if I see them having success with it, I go, well, that person you know, looks like me. They're in a company that's a bit like mine. Um, we have the same problems, I can see from the same language, we sort of speak the same way, well, then this product could probably help me too. And that's what I love about this case study is it's featuring something and someone that is relatable. And I think that's a really, really powerful way to do a case study.
1: Yeah, no, I t- totally agree with that point. It doesn't need to be a big brand. Sometimes it needs to be more of a brand that is relatable for your target audience.
0: Something else I love, Kevin, is the simplicity and the directness of the language that is used. But in a way that also creates enough intrigue that I do want to click on it. I do want to at least click the see more to see the rest of the text that is in the ad itself. And I also want to click through and go and view the landing page too. So we've got the directness of the text on the ad, on the image itself, saying how directives new and improved process increased conversion i just going to highlight that on the actual screen itself. To me, Kev, that is really easy to digest when I'm scrolling quickly through my LinkedIn feed. There's no jargon there at all. It uses really simple words that are easy to understand, but also it creates some intrigue. And for me, the intrigue is, well, how have they done that? So the, the subtext underneath that is they've seen a 53% increase in booking rates. To me, that's the intrigue. And the intrigue is the new and improved process. So this suggests that they're doing something that I don't know about because it's new and improved. So I can't know about it. So to me, that's a unique opportunity. Beyond that, Kev, we spoke earlier about that opening hook of thank you for submitting the form. Someone will get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. And then we have that simile that follows of those words are like nails on a chalkboard. And you can just feel the pain of that issue. You can feel the pain of that pain point. You can feel what your customer is going through. And then Kev, the sentence after that is, and 78% of consumers will never speak to that company again. So beyond the initial pain point, the really twisting the knife in with the chalkboard analogy, it goes and highlights the loss or the opportunity loss of not fixing this problem. And it details that that is 78% of consumers will never speak to that customer again. Kevin, that means they're gone forever. Most people are probably thinking, oh, they didn't finish filling out our booking form. They'll be back later through some retargeting, or they'll come back eventually. Well, now we have a stat that tells us that they aren't. So this really highlights how big an opportunity this is and really starts to make you think, well, maybe this is something that I should look at fixing.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I actually think this is a great segue um, just to call out that they're actually calling out a lot of the points uh, of that brand story um, that we talked about earlier in Be Ready. You know, you have to put your brand and communicate it in a story that's really what they're doing here um, quite effectively in the ad you know that they're not hitting every single element of a story but they're hitting a lot of them in a later stage where you potentially have some interest already in the brand your problem where you're most aware and you need to have those highlights of you know the the benefits of the product the the i guess the pitfalls if you don't go with the product you know that's the 78 percent um, of consumers that don't speak back to your company again these are the elements of the story that's starting to come through in a later stage or a later contact point that's pretty powerful and they're doing it in a very simple direct language way as george is saying so that is pretty powerful. That is a great example of how to tell that story of the brand. And you can see here, this is an example of a lot of that story coming through only at a very late stage of that interaction with a potential lead. So, George and myself were pro- product or problem aware, were product aware, were probably most aware. Um, and only now are they calling out a lot of these elements in a case study. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting to note. Yeah, that is an interesting point, Kev. I've interacted with this company many, many
0: times, and this is the first time that I've seen a case study sent to me, and the first time that I've really had the intrigue to go through and, and click on it, and also the first time that those elements of the brand story have really come across. But I think you're right in that the story is told in a much more effective way at this stage, because they helped usher me through those other stages of the buying journey from unaware to problem aware to solution aware. And now we're product aware and most aware and what they're sending me now, the story that they're telling me now, I'm much more receptive to it. And building on that, Kevin, they show us a very simple image or idea of what the before and after looks like with Chili Piper. If we use Chili Piper, they use two really simple sentences. They say before Chili Piper, their conversion rate was sitting at 15%. After Chili Piper, they've seen a 53% increase in booking rates. So that sets a really clear expectation of what I should expect if I go ahead and use this product. And it also, again, gives me one more reason, one more social proof point and even like, I guess, data proof point of, well, I should go and click through and read more about this case study because I want to see how they got there.
1: Yeah, a lot of great points. That's, the, I guess, the art of copywriting in a sense. There's a, you know, it looks simple. It looks like a simple ad to put together. uh, But there's obviously many elements to consider, like elements of a story that goes with the brand, the right stage for a particular user to have this piece of helpful content, and then actually dumbing down the language and making it simple and direct. So it hits home and it's uh, easy to digest. It is
0: easy to digest, isn't it? I mean, the text uses a lot of white space. There's never more than one line without them hitting double enter. And then you have the uh, a gap of white space before the next sentence. And I think that just makes it so much easier to consume. And one sentence always leads you to read the next sentence. And that's a great copywriting technique of one sentence then tells you to go read the next one, which tells you to do the next one. It's sort of like a waterfall. I also, Kev, love that they've used three emojis to add a bit of color into it too. I think, you know, emojis are able to convey so much. Yes, they can be overused, but they can help you convey an emotion. You know, they say picture uh, says a thousand words. I think emojis are a great example of trying to convey that feeling that you want someone to feel when they're reading your ad or your text, whatever it might be. And again, Kev, they used simple language. There's no jargon here. You don't need to really be super heavily in the industry to understand any of the language that is going on in here. I think that is actually probably quite powerful, Kevin, because the person reading this probably would understand jargon, or at least the person discovering this would understand jargon. So if you're a marketing manager, if you're a CMO, like you know jargon. You know, they didn't need to say increase conversions. They could have said something a little bit more technical, uh, like, you know, increase, you know, conversion rate of people booking on your page or whatever it might be. But they decided to keep it really simple. And I think maybe part of that is because the other person who reads the case study is that person's boss. This might be getting forwarded to an executive level and you want them to be able to understand the case study as well.
1: Yeah, great point. Another thing that we really like about it is it actually features the client, not themselves. So this is, again, a really important distinction when it comes to building a story around your brand. Remember that the brand story is about your clients. It's about the clients, not about your own brand and the story of the brand. Because otherwise, it won't have cut through, won't have that ability to be relatable to your ultimate audience. It needs to be similar to them. So this is another example where Chili Pepper has done a great job in building that story around the brand. You know, a lot of big mistakes with companies is that when they do case studies, they make it all about their business. Um, The focal point becomes what their business is doing in this case study instead of what's happening at the client's end, which is really the focus of a case study. Remember, it's not about your success, it's about your customer's success. If the customer is succeeding, you can demonstrate that, Then. Any potential clients or customers reading that case study, seeing that ad that calls out the case study, they're not stupid. They'll be able to make the tie that this could be them. Uh, And that's that's what you want them to see because they're not gonna have that same sort of empathy when it comes to your brand story because that's not the same story as their business. It's the client stories that are the same as the potential client's story. So make sure to make it about your customers as Chili Piper is doing here. And you know, there's a a few other signals that that's happening. Chili Piper barely uses their logo in this. Their logo only really comes up in a small corner of the image or at the top of the post where it has to come up when it's a LinkedIn post. Um, So keep that in mind. It's really not about your business, feature the client.
0: And that's something that people miss, Kevin, isn't it? When, as you said, people telling their brand story or the hero's journey, which you and I have covered in earlier episodes, I think that was in season one, the journey is told from the perspective of the customer, not you as the owner, not you as the person working in the business. The journey, the success, the story is told from the perspective of the customer. So that should apply to your case studies. And that's exactly what Chili Piper have done here. They've chosen to focus on the customer's success. And Chili Piper is the vehicle and the Sherpa for that, but they're not the focal point. Kevin, I also really like uh, that the person they've chosen to feature here, the image of the smiling guy who you said looks like me if I wore glasses, which I did, by the way, I got laser on my eyes because, you know, they were annoying. Um, <laughs> the person I chose to feature is a guy called Tim Davidson. And because I'm in this like weirdly intimate B2B demand generation circles, I know Tim Davidson is a very heavily involved in that space as well. And he makes some really entertaining B2B content too. And I know that a lot of Chili Piper's dream customers would probably follow Tim Davidson too. And so this turns this from going just, beyond an ad to something that people will actually stand up and pay attention to because they go, well, we know this face. We know Tim, we trust him. We like his funny content. We view it every day. He's almost like, you know, a little celebrity, but, uh, you know, normally celebrities aren't that great for ads because people recall the celebrity, but not actually what product was advertised by that celebrity. But, he's not like a standoffish celebrity. We, we associate so much trust with him and the attention isn't just about him. The focus isn't just about him, but it does bring a whole lot of trust by using his brand image.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I didn't actually know about that with uh, the image that the person that they chose for the image. So that's really good to know. The layering again uh, onto that um, ad, that they're really understanding who their customers are, who the potential customers are. So there you go. As I said, Kev, it's super niche, but if you
0: know, you know, and if you know, you love it. (laughs) We've touched on another point uh, that we're gonna make here already, Kevin, but it hits the features and pain points really hard. We've spoken about how it hits those pain points. We've spoken about that analogy of the fingernails on the chalkboard about the opportunity that's lost if you don't try and fix this problem. So then it's probably worth discussing beyond the features and pain points that they actually look at the benefits and they focus really obviously on the benefits. Whenever we talk about messaging, Kevin, everyone always says don't talk about features, talk about benefits. And that's exactly what Chili Piper has done here. Nowhere in the ad does Chili Piper talk about their booking form or their lead routing and why it's better and the technology that they use. Like they don't do that at all? The picture itself is of smiling Tim Tav- Tim Davidson. It's not of some like animated drawing showing leads flowing to salespeople who are really happy and making lots of money. Like that—that's not it. That's not the focus. The focus is on the benefit, and it's on the smiling, happy customer, and of course, the core benefit, which is the fifty-three percent increase in booking rates.
1: Yeah. Before we go on to an- another couple of things that we think they're doing well with this ad i also want to call out that this is a great example of how be ready and be helpful start to interact with each other in practice Um, so now that you're pushing out be helpful content You're actually relying really heavily on the groundwork that you did in the be ready stage to get that understanding of your customers, to build your brand story and to start pulling in elements of that into the ads that you're doing. So you can see that actually when you start doing this helpful content, it's a lot easier than you think. You know, people really generally stress about coming up with content, coming up with the right content for their dream customers, for their ideal customers or their potential customers. But if you have all this groundwork behind you in the Be Ready stage, it's a lot easier. It helps you determine what the points you need to get across is. It helps you determine what that audience looks like and what language or content they respond to. So you can actually start to pull a lot of learnings from that Be Ready stage into the Be Helpful stage. And now you can see how Be Helpful content creation becomes a lot easier when you got the Be Ready stuff right. So even though we're now well and truly in And towards the end of Be Helpful, you can see Be Ready is still having a massive impact throughout. And that's why that's, you know, the first stage that we talk about in the five Bs. Um, Being ready is really important. The five Bs, Kev, who knew it would
0: work? (laughs) Kev, something that I think this ad does really well is that the key takeaways from the case study that they're running is actually in the LinkedIn feed itself. Now, I can... Click on the see more button, and I can basically see the key takeaways from the case study. I can see the pain point, I can see how it solves it, and I can see the outcome, which is a 53% increase in booking rates. So often ads just don't give you any information in there. And I think that's, you know, a little short-sighted. Yes, it's great to drive people to your landing page, but you gotta think, what's the end goal here? Well, the end goal is, well, I mean, of course, the end goal is to ultimately get these people as a client. But a key role of this ad is actually to get your information, your message consumed. So why should we care if that happens off platform on your website or within the LinkedIn feed itself? So that's why I really encourage people when it comes to their advertisements, try and pull out the key points. So if someone just clicks see more, they can still take the key points away without having to click through to your landing page
1: yeah there is definitely a barrier there to getting someone off the platform that they're already on that they're already browsing on onto your website sometimes even that is what breaks the the relationship and the continuing engagement with your content you don't really need them to land on your page in this particular case yes it will help as george said to collect the details potentially if you gate this but probably you get a lot more benefit from them getting all the benefits all the main points from that case study just on the feed, if they don't decide to click through. That way, they still have that positive impression and association and understanding of the impact of your business and its products and services without actually having to go that extra step. Um, and if they haven't taken that extra step, then they still have that understanding, which can come in handy down the track. And you can remarket to them again and get them re engaged later with more helpful content.
0: You said something there, Kev, which I think is worth discussing, and that's that they didn't gate it, meaning you don't have to enter your name, email address, job title, phone number to read this case study if you go to their landing page. And I'm still so confused as to why people gate case studies. I get that they want to do it because, you know, they want to capture that person as a lead and then have their sales team, like, reach out to them. But remember, the goal of this is to show how beneficial this product is going to be to that potential customer. And if we put barriers in the way, if we get this content, then who knows how many people, how many people would have read it that didn't because you're asking for so, so much information because these people don't want to be hounded by your sales staff that they didn't give it over. So just keep that end goal in mind. We're educating, we're showing people how good our product is. We're showing them the benefits So don't make it harder than it has to be.
1: Yeah, great point, George. I think the last thing we really liked about this particular ad or helpful piece of content from Chili Piper is the landing page. Uh, Once you get taken through uh, from the actual post to the landing page on Chili Piper's website, there's an option to either read the case study or to watch it as a video. Now the video is a walkthrough or testimonial from Tim Davidson, the Senior Director of Digital Marketing. It's pretty low quality and very to the point. Um, obviously, Chili Piper have then added some graphics, overlaying it to help illustrate the features he's discussing. By and large, is not that complicated, fairly easy to digest. And it gives that option for users to either consume it as a video or read the case study. So again, giving more options uh, for the user to consume that helpful content, making it more helpful, uh, depending on which one they prefer to consume. That's a great one uh, just to call out how do you practically, I guess, format this sort of helpful content and case study that you want to house on your website.
0: Yeah, it lays the case study out really simply. Again, the focus is on Tim Davidson, the customer and not Chili Piper, but it shows very obviously how Chili Piper dealt and helped with the pain points and the benefits that Tim Davidson and his company got as a result of using it. Kev, I think that's enough. We've uh, really praised this this ad from Chili Piper. Is there anything that you think could
1: be improved? This is a great standalone ad, but it does require you at the end of the day to go through to Chili Piper's page to get all the information that surrounds this case study. I think there is an opportunity there uh, to really cut up parts of the longer case study and put it into this ad or make it more snackable, as you like to say, George, more snackable as part of a series of ads or different formats in case you just want to consume it on the feed or in a different format in the feed. So some examples could be that you could take that video testimonial, maybe cut it up, the main points again, similar to how they've done with the text and put that and run that in the LinkedIn feed as well. Um, So instead of just having the text and the image ad, run the video uh, as the ad itself. And that will obviously provide more details than just the text or the image. Um, And again, it gives the user an option, another option to consume that content. And maybe they have, and we just haven't seen it, but that's um, one that we definitely would say is a good one to try. They can even try it a format like carousel ads, where there's a of several images lined up alongside each other, and then you can swipe through them in the feed to get a few more points out of it. That's probably giving you a lot more information as well um, of the main callouts from the case study, and they can even do that with ad sequencing. And maybe we just haven't experienced that yet. But if we had interacted with this first ad, maybe a second ad is sequenced after that to give us a bit more information. Um, so yeah, a few different ways to Really take the helpful information from the case study and the website and put it in the feed itself. Because at this stage, when you're really most aware, you know the brand, you actually just need to know more about the benefits and the key features that go along with that brand story. Yeah, Kev, maybe they
0: can check out, I think it might be episode 24 of ours, which is our seven-step content repurposing framework. And they can just chop up all different parts of this case study and distribute it right there in the LinkedIn feed. Something else care that I thought could maybe be improved. Um, And again, it depends on who the target demographic is, but on the landing page itself, really the only way to share the case study is by copying and pasting the URL. And look, that's probably fine for their target demographic, who I assume is really high growth companies with lots of meetings booked. They're likely SaaS companies, they're likely tech savvy. And I think the way people really share a lot of information like this now is they'll take the link and they'll send it to their peers or boss in something like Slack or whatever communication tool it is that they're using to say, go ahead and check this out. But for Kev, bigger, slower industries, some bosses who are a little more old school might still prefer an option with like a more professional looking case study and a PDF attached. So you know, if you don't want to gate this, like that's, that's fine. You could just have a nice PDF made up and you could just have a button to click and download it. Or I'm sure people would be happy to exchange maybe just their email address for this. At this point, you already have so much buy-in. Um, I don't know, Kevin, if I'm thinking a little too old school, but I do think there are some bosses out there that still do want that little bit more polished and there's nothing wrong with having messaging that works for the different people in the decision-making process.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, George. I think it's not just for the old school crowd as well. I think with a PDF, it's a lot easier to then start to build a business case around a tool like Chili Piper if you wanted, if you wanted to implement it within your particular sales team or, or marketing team, whatever it might be. You probably do need to build a a significant business case around it for that investment and so if you attach a PDF the internal processes that generally exist around making a business case then yeah PDF is obviously going to be very helpful for those businesses to make that process a bit easier as opposed to having to reach out and request that information in a separate interaction it's all about making it easier with the helpful content you put out there okay finally I we praised the language in the text
0: earlier for being very clear and direct, but sometimes I wonder if it, is it a little too simple? At this stage, we said this is at the product most aware stage. I'm very aware of Chili Piper. So if they called out in the image at the words, book more meetings or increased booking rate, that means a lot more to me than the text that they used of just increased conversions. So just a reminder for our listeners, the main text says, how directives new and improved process increased conversions. I don't know about you, Kevin, but whenever I see an ad, whenever I'm scrolling through my LinkedIn feed, increased conversions is the promise that 95% of ads seem to make to me. That is what everyone is promising. And so if I weren't more familiar with Chili Piper's brand, I could have just scrolled right past this because it just goes into that whole sea of sameness. And I just get banner blindness and I'm just going, well, this is just another product. But they've nurtured me enough really to call that a result or a benefit that's actually more specific. So I would say maybe they don't need to talk about more conversions, but they could have used language, as I said, that is more specific, such as book more meetings or improve your booking rate.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, George almost uh giving them too hard a time you know they can't they can't do right they can't do uh, <laughs> one or the other but um i do see a point i would say it's probably more a matter of maybe being more specific not in terms of just the language they use because there could be restrictions there you know when we run ads on linkedin there's audience size restrictions that they can't target you specifically. Maybe it's hard for them to know which customers or potential customers are working towards bookings and booking meetings as opposed to conversions. So obviously conversions is more of a catch-all and more generic term that can apply to more of their potential target audience. But I do see there is space for them to be more specific in the sense that Maybe they can break it down by industry or by the type of business that we're in. We're in a service industry, so potentially it's about segmenting where they can and tailoring this ad or this messaging, which is obviously remarketing in this case, to something that's a bit more relevant to and and language is part of that to um, us and the podcast and what we're trying to build around the podcast. And certainly for other audiences, which I'm sure they're serving this to, maybe it's about what industry they're in and providing a case study and the language that that particular industry might use. That's how I see they could tailor it more. And I do agree with that point that the language is maybe not tailored enough. And that's why it appears too simple. That's probably a much fairer
0: criticism, I would say, Kevin. And I think that's a really good one is, yes, it could be segmented a little bit more. Well framed, Kevin. Well framed. Well, that's all I really have, Kevin. Uh, As we said, showered it with praise. A couple of points where they could perhaps improve. Overall, I would score this very well. I don't know. Should we introduce a a scoring system and a leaderboard, Kevin? How many of these are we going to do?
1: I don't know. I don't think we have enough yet to do that. Um, It's definitely up there. But I don't know. It just seems a, a bit too mean to put a number to someone's hard work. Oh God,
0: Kevin, you're always so diplomatic. You know what? I think we should score them. We'll <laughs> score them in the future. We'll have a leaderboard. We've got to have something to strive to, Kevin. we are going to have a way of organizing information. That's all what right. we're all about. And if that means doing it with a leaderboard, I think we should do a leaderboard.
1: You might be right, George. You might be right. All right, Kev. The key
0: takeaways for today, helpful content should be helpful all the way until someone buys your product or service. And that includes making case studies that are relatable by highlighting the customer's success, not yours. This ad shows that Chili Piper deeply understand their dream customers and what their pain points are. And it even twists the knife, Kevin, and agitates them with similes like fingernails on a chalkboard. The ad creates intrigue, but it also gives you some of the key information in the ad itself. We thought it could have maybe included a little more, but it does really well there. Finally, Kev, I think it's a great example of an ad that builds social proof. The only really minor criticism is that they could have segmented things a little more, and particularly given that it's been served to a most aware or a product-aware audience, they could have segmented and used language that is a little more specific to us than just increased conversions.
1: Yeah, great summary, George. Thanks for the key takeaways there. And again, I think this is a great example of Be Ready doing a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to Be Helpful content creation. All right, listeners, you can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes, including a link to the image which George will post on his LinkedIn, as well as on the b2bplaybook.com. Each week, we're so grateful that more and more marketers are tuning in every Monday. If we can ask one thing, it would be for you to please leave a short review on whatever platform you're listening on or to pass it on to someone that you think will get value from the show. It's amazing help to us and our valued listeners, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care and see you next week. Thank you, Kev. See
0: you next week, listeners. A quick note before you go, listeners, you can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure
1: to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips, and resources from our playbook.
0: We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode
1: next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.